Hey everyone, I wanted to welcome you to Encounter Church. I'm Pastor Craig Rice. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, Encounter family? Thanks for joining us today. Let's dive right in to the word here. I'm going to be talking on this subject called Beyond the Bones, and I've got my friend Fred up here with me, and so I'm excited to unpack this message, uh, and I've got, we've got a couple scriptures we're going to dive in first to, and that's found in Ezekiel chapter 37, and we're going to go to verses 7 through 10, and then you're going to stay right there, and then we're going to go to verses 11 and 14. It's going to be on the screen for you today, uh, but let, I'm going to go ahead and read this, and we're just going to unpack this. I believe God's got a great word for you. The Lord is uh, taking the prophet Ezekiel on kind of this, this prophetic vision, and he shows him a valley of just dry bones, bones scattered everywhere, bones all over the place. It, it, it's, it's a mess. And then God begins to speak to Ezekiel and says, I want you to speak to these bones, and when you speak, then I'm going to add muscle, and I'm going to add flesh, and, and then I'm going to breathe life into them, but you're the one who's going to have to speak. And so this is where our setting of Scripture picks up today. And Ezekiel says, So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then, as I watched, muscle and flesh formed over the bones. The skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to the wind, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies they all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. I want to begin by just simply asking you a question. Have you ever had the wind knocked out of you? Maybe as a kid, you're wrestling, you're playing. Maybe it was a sporting event. Maybe, maybe you have siblings that decided to bring like a WWF kind of wrestling style to your house and you guys just were body slamming each other. Maybe maybe it was due to some traumatic incident. Maybe if you're like me and I still try to get on a snowboard or a snow skate and you're going down a hill, you hit a bump and then boom, the wind is knocked out of you. If you've ever had the wind knocked out of you, you know what I'm talking about. You panic for a moment. Suddenly you can't breathe. Like you're doing everything you can to get your breath back. Everything in you seems to just kind of like go, go quiet. It's silent. And then you're trying to grasp for every kind of breath that you can possibly imagine. And I wonder if you've ever had the wind knocked out of you spiritually. I wonder if there's been a moment where it's just kind of like kind of sucker punched you. A moment that you weren't expecting that suddenly came upon you. A moment that, that caused you to lose your wind, your breath. And I'm coming to give you a message today that God wants to give you your, your air back. He wants to breathe life back into you again. And we're going to go through and we're going to unpack what we just read from Ezekiel. 
And the moment that Ezekiel is facing right now is a moment that Israel had had the wind knocked out of them. Because in verses 11 and 14 of chapter 37, the Lord says, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. That sound like something you may have said recently? Therefore prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. O my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And when this happens, O my people, you will know that I am the Lord and I will put my spirit in you and you will live again. I love the church. I love God's church. As we've said in this uh, opening of the year, the church is God's plan A and there is no plan B. And God wants to put his spirit, his breath back in you. And maybe you feel like the wind spiritually has been knocked out of you. Maybe you are a lead. You, you lead a department. You work in a church. You are, you are involved in some kind of ministry and you feel like the wind has been knocked out of you. Maybe, maybe you're trying to get uh, somewhere where God wants you to go. You're trying to fulfill your purpose. You're, you're trying to find the right fit for what God has for you, and you just feel like life keeps knocking you back, like the wind just keeps knocking you back. There's, there's events that happen. There's things that take place, and suddenly you find yourself gasping for air. You feel like, you feel like your nation's gone. You feel like your hope is gone. You feel like, like all of your life and your hopes and dreams seem to be gone. You're trying to grasp just for straws of just peace and life, and suddenly you feel like the wind is knocked out of you. Yet, that's exactly how Israel felt. And God spoke to Ezekiel to talk to them, to prophesy to them that this was not the end. That even though they felt like dry, dead bones, lifeless, without breath, God was about to raise them back up and give them a fresh breath. So I love God's church. I love his people. And I will do anything to see his church succeed, his church grow, his church be built upon that rock that Jesus talked about. I want to I help us because this year at, at Encounter, our word for the year is built. And if we're going to build God's church, we're going to have to take the bones and build an army for the kingdom. There's some things that God wants us to build, but it goes beyond the bones, and that's where we're going with today. It was Charles Spurgeon that said it like this, the church is not perfect, but woe to the man who finds pleasure in pointing out her imperfections. Christ loved his church. Let us do the same. You see, we as a church, we as The body of Christ are designed to build, we are designed to create, and we are designed to design. That's our purpose. That's who we are. That's why we were created. So we can build, we can create, we can design. God is the architect. We are the laborers. We're the builder. And we are building God's church. We're building God's kingdom. It was Paul who's writing to the church in Corinth 
and he's got a very interesting take on this church body feel. And I want to read this to you, and then I want to talk about Fred here today, because Fred right now is dead. 1 Corinthians 12 and 12 says it like this, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that we should not be seen. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Wow. So, so powerful. And that is why we have Fred with us today. Because Fred represents this body of Christ. It shows us a better picture. And this is what the Apostle Paul is trying to show us, is that, hey, if we were missing this, the rest of the body would suffer. If we're missing the leg, if we're missing the neck, if we're missing the ribs, if we're, if we're missing something from this body, or if this body gets toxic and once and the hand says i don't need the foot or or suddenly the head says i don't need the hand and and suddenly suddenly fred begins to to break off parts of himself he becomes less effective he cannot build he cannot work he cannot do the thing he was created to do and so paul says you all are put in perfect places where God designed for you to fit and you all matter. Every single part matters. There are some parts that are, are more in the front and there's some parts that are more in the back. There's some parts that are more uh, visible and there's other parts that need to be clothed. That's just part of being the body. Nature teaches us that, and Paul is teaching us that as the body of Christ, we are all intricately connected, and every one of us touches another part so that we can make up the whole picture of the body of Christ. He says we are all baptized into one body, and we all share 
one spirit. Now, let's go back to the Valley of Dry Bones with Ezekiel in Ezekiel 37. The Bible says that the bones were scattered. They were everywhere. And when Ezekiel spoke, the bones came together. Then skin and muscle and all of those things came up. And then the breath blew. The wind caused the breath to enter into the dead bones and causes them to live. And then he tells Ezekiel, this is like my people Israel, and I'm going to breathe my breath into them, and they're going to have my spirit, and they're going to live again. See, each part, each one of these parts, finds its value first when it understands it is part of the greater whole. When I realize that my, maybe I'm the hand, and maybe I'm the finger, or maybe I'm a toe, or maybe I'm the knee, but when I find and realize that my part, the part I'm to play, the part I'm supposed to be, the purpose I'm supposed to fill in God's kingdom is not less than any other part. When I realize that that is my value, then I understand I'm part of the greater whole. Because when I'm working to my, my entirety of who I'm supposed to be, it, it causes the rest of the body to function well also. See, we can become fractured. We can, in fact, become scattered. We, we can even become fragmented, like the valley of dry bones. Like we can have the wind knocked out of us, and all of a sudden we're just scattered, and maybe spiritually we're, we're, we're dry. We, we're we're in, a, in a place where we just need the refreshing of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And sometimes we can feel scattered or fragmented, and, and, and we feel so fractured. But I came to remind you that God is building his church and he's raising an army so that his church can be whole in this last days. I want to unpack Ezekiel 37 and I'm going to go piece by piece today. Number one is the bones. The bones equal structure. In order to build his church, we need structure. What I find interesting is this, is that first, before the bones could ever be made a complete skeleton, because they were scattered all over, the Bible says that the bones came together. It's, it's unity. And when the church is unified, when it is on mission with a God-centered purpose to reaching the world, to seeing the church built, to seeing heaven on earth, guess what? The bones start coming together. Do we need structure? Absolutely. We need structure. We need procedures. Here at Encounter, we have structure. We talk it. We live it. We have our core values that we live by. We've got acronyms like hungry that we work with our team leads. We, we, we infuse culture into who we are because culture, culture sets the structure of who the church is. And that's great. The bones, we need Structure. But beyond just structure, we need unity. We need togetherness. We need mission and we need purpose. In fact, Ephesians 4 says it like this make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace, for there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. We are one body with one spirit 
for one glorious hope for the future. So make every effort to keep ourselves bound together structurally that we connect one with another, binding ourselves together with peace so that we can be whole. I, uh, I walked downtown um, a city close to us called Coeur d'Alene and, uh, every week, and there's been an old building that got burnt down. Um, and what I've noticed over the last several months as they've been rebuilding this building is that uh, the inside has been completely gutted. The roof, the, 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 even the, the back side of that structure has been completely demolished. But they've allowed the brick, the original brick on the front, to stay the same. It was a part of that original complex. There's a, there's a cornerstone there. There's a foundation. They've tore everything else out, but they've allowed the brick to stay. Now, over this period of time, I have then seen them build a brand new structure on top of the old brick. And I've watched as this beautiful transformation has taken place. And what I've come to realize is that sometimes we feel as if we need to do away with the old in order for the new to come. Or we're so involved and invested in the old that we don't allow anything new to happen. The body and the church is to make sure that the old and the new work together. And just because it's old doesn't mean it has to be ugly. And just because it new, it's new, it doesn't mean that we have to do away with the old. It's the former and the latter reign together. It's the connections of the past, the present, and the future. We all have one body. We all have one future. We all have one spirit. We all have a glorious hope for what God is going to do. The bones matter. The structure matters. The procedures matter. This matters. Because without this, we have no body. You cannot get rid of the structure and expect the body to live. We can get so focused on structure that we miss out on the rest of it. But I've also been in other places where we can get so focused on everything else that we forget the structure. The first thing that happens in that dry, the, the valley of dry bones is that the structure is put in place. The skeleton is created. In fact, it's David who says it in Psalms 34 and 20, for the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. Did you notice that in Ezekiel? The bones were scattered, but it wasn't broken. And you may feel scattered. You may feel like the wind has been knocked out of you. You may feel like you're depleted. You may feel like it's, it's all disconnected, but God's going to protect your bones. He's going to protect the structure because he knows that the structure is what causes this body to work. The second thing that happened is that when Ezekiel spoke and the bones came together, and the skeleton came together, that God added muscle. Muscle, uh, some of us are lacking in a lot of muscle. We wish we had some more muscle. Uh, Fred has no muscle on him right now. And, 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 and some of us, just muscle is just hidden beneath the layers. That's what I'm convinced about, you know? Uh, but muscle is what produces movement of the body parts. The skeleton cannot move unless there is muscle to attach and cause the bones to move. 
God designed it that way. So when he speaks, he doesn't just raise up an army of skeletons. He puts the bones together, causes the skeletons to come, and then he puts muscle because God's church is not only about structure. It's beyond the bones, and it's about movement. It's about going forward. It's about seeing his kingdom come here and now. It's about making dead Fred alive again. And he adds muscle. In fact, it's Exodus 14. The Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. I want to just remind you today, we can have our moments of lamenting. We can have our moments of crying. We can have our moments of complaining. But I came to just preach to someone here and let you know, it's time that we stop crying and we get moving. It's time that we stop weeping and we get moving. I understand things are rough. I understand the world is in chaos. I understand. But if all we have is a skeleton, then we aren't really living anyway. And God designed for his church to be whole, for his church to be beautiful, for his church to be glorious, and for his church to move. The third thing that happens is that God begins to put flesh on top of the muscle. So the skeleton and then the muscles and then the flesh and your flesh is your protection. It's a covering. Your flesh protects the inside of your body and it wards off diseases and bacteria. And your flesh causes a protective layer between the outside and the inside. And your flesh can actually show if there is disease or things inside you that is wrong. Your flesh can reveal that. So I would say this, that as God begins to put back the bones and the muscle and the flesh, may the flesh be a reminder that God has put in a protective layer between what's on the outside to what's on the inside. But it's time for us to make our flesh healthy again. Let's refocus on being healthy. It's like this. Ephesians 4 says it like this. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow, so the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Did you notice that today? Each part when it is doing its own special work, helps the rest of the body grow. Growth is healthy. Growth is healthy. Growth is a sign of health. And the body and the church is to continually be growing and growing. And if it's not, then I would question the health or the focus of the health of that church. The body of Christ is called to be healthy. We are healthy. Let's do everything we can this year to make our lives physically, emotionally, and spiritually healthy. And when you do your own special work, that's, that's staying in your lane. It's not getting involved in other people's business. It's not getting involved in other people's drama. It's not trying to run other things. It's you fulfilling and staying in your God-given purpose lane. And when you do, it helps everyone else grow. You're not helping anybody else grow by being involved in their mess. You're going to help them grow by you staying in your lane and fulfilling the mission God's given for you. And, and 
and talking about staying in our lane, talking about staying in this so that we can do our own special work, a lot of times we can bring up ideas and, 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 and thoughts, and all of those are good, all those are creative. But, but I've noticed that sometimes we can, we can do a lot of talk. And, and, the, and, and we can, as God's people, we can just do a lot of talk. We can just talk about all kinds of, of things and, and hopes. And one day we want to see revival. Or one day we want to see this happen. And one day we want to reach this. Talk is cheap. It doesn't cost you anything. You just open your mouth and run with it. Talk is cheap. Conviction is costly. And conviction must be partnered with empathy. So let me challenge you today, in order for you to get the flesh healthy today, may our talk not be cheap, but may our conviction be costly, so that when we are, we are convicted and conviction comes through empathy, and when we connect conviction and empathy, we will change our world. And finally, the fourth portion of this is that once the bones and the muscle and the skin comes on this, this incredible army, the Bible says that God breathed. He said, prophesy to the four winds, and the breath of God blew, and it was spirit and life. If all we do is focus on the bones or on the movement or on the skin, we miss out on the spirit and the life. The bride of Christ is not to be spiritless. It is to be spirit-filled. Your life is not to be spiritless. It is to be spirit-filled. It is beyond the bones. Listen to this. Experience without a foundation of the word will not sustain your faith. So in other words, you can have a lot of spirit, but if you don't have structure to support that spirit, it's going to blow away. But when you add the bones and the muscle and the skin and the spirit, it's going to sustain your faith for what is to come. And if you want to see change, I would say this. We need to change what we speak. If you want to see change, if you really want to see change in the world, change in your family, change in your life, change in the church, we got to change what we speak about, what we talk about. And if you don't like in life what you are seeing, then pay attention to what you're saying. The first word Ezekiel did, the first word he spoke brought structure, movement, and protection. Bones, muscle, and flesh. But when he spoke again, it brought life and spirit. I'm encouraging you, speak again. You may see the structure, you may see movement, but you're not living yet. It's time to speak Again, Job 22 and 28 in the New King James says it like this. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. Not just with wind, not just with muscle, not just with skin, but also with structure. When you speak a thing, it will be established and life and breath will be blown into you. Make this declaration this year that my mouth will be used for God's glory. My mouth will be used for God's glory. See, it was prophets and apostles and, and it, was, it was incredible people of God that were formed in caves, developed in deserts, and produced in the wilderness. They were isolated. And if you've never been isolated, then you've never been activated. 
But I'm talking to people that have been isolated. You've been fragmented. You've been separated. And God has sent me to tell you today that now you have been activated. The church even though it has gone through some rough years, God is telling you today you are activated. He is breathing life into you. He is raising up a great army. And these bones will live again. In 2022, these bones will live. God is activating you. He is calling all the scattered, fragmented pieces of your life together to form His perfect whole church. And God is restoring your breath Today, revival's here, it's now, and it's inside of you beyond the bones. Wow. Let me pray for you today. If you're listening right now and you want to make a fresh start, you've been, you've been trying to figure out this, this, this faith walk, you, you, you're, you're wanting to follow Jesus, but you've seen some, some bad structures. Today, God's going to give you a new structure. He's going to put new muscle, he's going to put new flesh, and he's going to put new spirit in you. And today you want to follow Jesus. Maybe you're watching this, you've been away from him, and you've, you've just seen some, some crazy things. Let me tell you, there's some crazy things out there. But God says, I want to give you a fresh start today. And it starts by your simple yes. Maybe you're watching this and you feel spiritually like the wind's been knocked out of you. Today God is saying, I'm going to give you breath again. You're going to live again. You're going to breathe. I'm giving that breath back to you with my spirit. Father, I thank you today for your word, for the touch of, of, of your hand on our lives. And God, the fragmented, scattered pieces, I pray that you would begin to put them back together. Raise up an army for this kingdom. I pray now, Father, that those that are making fresh starts today would give you their life, would say yes to you, would follow you, and I'm praying that heaven would come to earth in their life this year. Today, God, I'm praying that you would empower your church, empower your people, that we may see heaven on earth, your kingdom come, and your will be done. Today, God, I give you my life, and I make a fresh start, and I say yes in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you all. Stay pumped. God's got a good, good thing for you this year. Let's build God's church together. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow Jesus to transform your soul. We pray that you have an amazing week. Thanks again for being a part of the Encounter Church family. God bless you.